Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to be safe he traveled the country playing on the church stage they passed the hat that was all he was paid he was a dying breed long before his day the conclusion of album of the year rankings that we do every year we've done it now this is our fourth year doing it there's a follow-up to our quarterly album rankings that we do four times a year and i'm jay scott and this is another episode of the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast part of the pantheon podcast network please check out the other podcasts on that platform there's something for everyone's music taste music topics, interesting stuff going on. And as of course mentioned my friends like Shout Out Loudcast and Mac on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast and many others. So check those out. Check out some of my friends outside of Pantheon. 
the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast, the Itch Rock and Radio Show, Bend and Scoop, and the boys on Pod of Thunder. You can follow Pantheon on all social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Search up Pantheon Pods as well as the Hook Rocks. You can search them up or search us up on all those platforms too as well. Please uh, check us out on all Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And wherever you stream and follow and subscribe to your podcast, we are available. Write us a nice five-star review. We always appreciate it whenever you do so. And we had some great episodes recently. And you can get all those episodes if you automatically download or download the app to, instead of to automatic download. You'll get all the ad- episodes we've done all past 449 episodes because this is the big 450 so we've been doing this now for three and a half years there's mr chris in the back and we finally hitched 450 we're on our way to 500 but thank you all for listening and tuning in and making this better each time we do an episode and each year we do it uh we're gonna hit 25 percent growth this year from last year and we've almost in 200 different countries that people are listening to us more than I ever expected. When I started this, I started this basically because I needed something to do as my son got older and suck up my time. It was either that or get a girlfriend. So I chose to do this and it has become way more than I ever anticipated. So thank you. Thank you again. Please check out some of our recent episodes. We just welcomed Laura Cox, the singer-songwriter from France and the singer from Black Lakes, Will Preston, on the New Music Spotlight, as well as Leilani Kilgore. So that's our last New Music Spotlight of 2022. So please check that out. Check that out, I should say. Please also listen to our quarterly breakdown and album reviews that we do. I just mentioned that we do one once a quarter. We just released the fourth quarter prior to doing Album of the Year. We had our resident audio professor, Rob, at Skylab Tapes on Twitter talking about vinyl, vintage vinyl, the history of vinyl, and where it stands in modern music today. Um, so just some great episodes. We also recently interviewed Dorothy Martin, the great singer from the band Dorothy. Um, her album, Gifts from the Holy Ghost, is just a fantastic, game-changing album in 2022. So please check out all those episodes and more. We do focus on a lot of new music, a lot of new music spotlights. Pretty much 40% of our shows are geared towards, probably between 40 and 50%, I should say, are geared towards new music and new bands and new artists. We always like showcasing them and introducing them to you. And hopefully you become a fan. Hopefully you start listening to them. And we need more people to do it, more people to listen to new rock. And we will continue to do so into the new year. And thank you once again for listening. Always appreciate it because we've got a great episode, the flagship episode of our podcast, and that is the album of the year rankings. And I'd like to welcome in Mr. Chris Cordetti. Hey. Um, so I was on 400, and now I'm on 450, and I'm going to need to start getting some frequent flyer miles here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny how that lined up, actually. I don't know if you remember, because before we started recording yesterday, I'm like, wait a minute, what number is this? This is going to be, and I started counting. I'm like, okay, I got it. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. It just organically worked out that way or. Yeah, it totally did. That's awesome. So, um, 
on to 500. And I, I never like predict what's going to happen because the experiences with interviewing people and, you know, having shows on, you never know where they're going to lead to what's going to happen. Um, all I'll say though, is whatever's coming next. I can't wait. Cause it's been a blast. Yeah. Congratulations. 450 is a lot. 450 is. is a lot. It is. Well, a lot of it's skewed because in the pandemic or during the pandemic, when it first started, I was doing episodes five days a week for two months, April and May, I think. You spoiled the people, man. Well, it's just because nobody was doing anything, <laughs> right? Like we were all just sitting around in our homes, picking our ass mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what's going to happen. And I'm like, well, I can't keep staring at the wall, so might as well do all this stuff. It was really easy to get interviews back then. Nobody was torn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody was just like cooped up and wanted to talk and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, and here we are. So we'll see what 2023 brings. We're going to be talking about 2022 and the great albums. This is part two. If you missed it, we broke down our top 20 numbers, 11 through 20, and our top five EPs on part one of this. And now we're going to count down to number one from number 10. And why don't you go ahead and start it off? Ooh. Okay. Well, I um, I won't spend too much time on this one because we just talked about it in the fourth quarter. It was my number one of the fourth quarter. It's the band out of Arizona, Deep as Bones. Um, there's just something... Like like I said, the fourth quarter, it, it it hits a sweet spot of that like grungy post grunge, but super clean vocals. It kind of you know it it hits the spectrum of of grunge post grunge to straight around to hard rock. Um, uh, this is the band where the guys really interesting backstory um, where they all met in prison and, and and started jamming and and writing music in the the prison music room that's that's cool that you know five or six years later they could turn this into an album and it'd be really really good um some of my favorite songs on this if you guys are are are, again looking for something to listen to off of it spun and strange um drop the rock uh all really good stuff and again i know i said this in the fourth quarter but big thank you to Kaz for turning me on to them i i found them on her east london radio show um real good stuff and they're close so so hopefully if if i can if they make it up to colorado i'll maybe get a chance to see them in 2023 um i see that they've started posting a couple shows um, coming up. So hopefully that means they'll be touring and hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to see them. But um, so my number 10 is my number one from the fourth quarter, the self-titled release from Deepest Bones. Nice. I got to check that out. That's an interesting story. It kind of reminds me of Bubbles and Alex Lifeson on Trailer Park Boys starting a band <laughs> in prison. Right, right. In the clip of Alex Lifeson humming or growling guitar uh melodies it is a sight to behold yeah yeah i it it's i can't find a lot of information about these guys on on the old interwebs so uh i know the the front man is rodney pierce or i think that's how it pronounces his name uh so i'd like to hear more about him if i could 
find more about him. But yeah, really interesting band. Great sound. Absolutely great sound. So uh, I hope if anyone checks that out, that they enjoy it. Awesome. My number 10 is a album that didn't make any of my quarterly lists. Ooh. <laughs> and um, I'm thankful I found it because I found it by accident because I was looking up the band. I'm like, man, they haven't released anything in a while. And for whatever reason, I didn't get any notification or I didn't know that they had released this album back in September. So I started listening to it and it has been in my rotation ever since. And it's a young band, emerging band. And it was part of one of the, uh, it was one of the bands that Matt Wake wrote about in 2018, other bands to listen to besides Greta Van Fleet. And the band is Starcrawler. And the album is She Said, which I just think is a good, great mix of grungy, punk, hard rock. This band can really do it all when you really listen to them and really do enjoy it. They just opened up for Jack White here in Chicago at a show. I was unable to go to it, but I can't wait to have them come around and if they do a club tour or a theater tour. I can't wait to uh, to see them. My friends that did go said that they blew away Jack White, which I've seen Jack White with the rank of tours. And that's got to be really hard to do because when Jack yeah. White gets on stage, at least when I saw him, he did. He was like ready to go with his fists in the air, getting the crowd all pumped up. And the place just took off after that. So if his solo shows or anything like what he does with the rank of tours, which I don't imagine it wouldn't be, uh, that says a lot when someone says star crawlers blew the doors off the place and, and blew Jack off the stage. Yeah. Especially with um, as much fun as I imagine Jack White had with fear of the dawn, like, Mm-hmm. how he 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 got after it on that album I, I i imagine he puts on a great show so yeah that that speaks volumes have you ever seen I, I have not no no in any incarnation i have not no uh this was one i knew was gonna pop up in the episode i didn't know if it was gonna make your top 10 or your honorable mention because i remember when we were discussing one day and and you threw that out there you're like has anyone listened to this why didn't anyone tell me about this? <laughs> so I, I figured that was a, a clear indication. I just I wasn't sure if it was going to come as honorable mention. Or so you're saying so that I live a little bit of breadcrumbs throughout the year, basically. Oh, so do I. We all do. It's just yeah. whether or not people pay attention to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but good pick. Good pick. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into a member of the Groove Council. What do we got? Who's first in line here? Let's go with. The one at the top of the screen, and that is doing the time limbo. That is no, it. don't reward him. That make him go last. <laughs> it's, it's Aaron's list from the Itch Rock and Radio Show. I mentioned them at the beginning of the episode. Love these guys. They've got a background in college radio, and their show is a lot like the format of a radio show. And that's what I try to do here. I don't know if I'm always successful doing it. You know, it's kind of like that one man radio show where you're talking with a guest and you're just kind of having an interview and talking about it. And that's, they do it with three people. They do an excellent job and it's one of my favorite podcasts. So please check out the itch rock and radio show. If you so choose. And they're funny. They're funny as hell. The, they're great, those three guys, And they know music. They, they, they really know music. So the only issue i have with aaron's list 
is he gave me a top 20. I know. (laughs) Top 10. And with five honorable mentions. So we're going to start at number 15. And we're going to start with his honorable mentions, basically. Or, or, well, yeah, I don't know if they're honorable mentions, but we'll just start with the the top 15. So number 15, Sick Joy. The album is We're All Gonna Fucking Die. Great album title. Number 14, False Heads, Sick Moon. Number 13, Austin Mead, Abstract Art of an Unstable Mind. I didn't, I'm not going to mention this or maybe personally, but because I, I forgot about it, but that's a really good album. Austin Mead's album is really, really good. Uh, number 12, Cold Kingdom, Life Love. Number 11, Ocean Grew, Up in the Air Forever. Number 10, Bloody Wood, Rack Shack. Number nine, Gang of the Youths, Angel in Real Time. If I was speaking Italian, it'd be Gang of Youths. <laughs> Number eight, Eva Under Fire, Love Drug and Love Drugs and Misery, which I've got to be thankful to them because I've never really listened to Eva Under Fire until they were we were emailing back and forth. And I and I love that record too. That's a really great record for Yeah, me too. They introduced me to her and the band. Yeah. Number seven, Nova Twins, Supernova. Number six, this one's on a lot of lists, Palais Royale, Fever Dream. Number five, Mood Ring, Stargrazer. Number four, Islander. It's not easy being human. Number three, Mama, household name. So catchy, these 20-something women were pulled out of time from the early 1990s. Well, that sounds interesting. Number two, an album we talked about at the beginning of the episode during the introduction, Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Fun and powerful, super easy to listen to. That's a very great way to describe that album. And number one, Kid Capici. Here's what you could have won. I love this sound and and their British working class commentary. So there is Aaron from the Itch Rock and Radio Shows top ten, top fifteen, two thousand twenty two list. Good list, man. Good list. So my number nine. Yes. Um, my number nine came in. At number three in the third quarter. And I should say, as I looked at this right before we started again, I realized the third quarter was absolutely insane. I have eight albums from my third quarter, from the third quarter in my final year end rankings. Eight. That's crazy. Um, anyway, the um, so my number nine album that came in third in the third quarter was uh, an awesome, awesome Awesome recommendation from Rich. It's the uh, grungy, fuzzy, alternative stoner goodness that is Mazoa. Um, I, I've listened to this so much. Um, eight seems low, but so be it this time of year. Um, I don't know if I said this last time when we talked about it in the third quarter, but um, there, there's no physical... Copy. So every time I want to listen to it, I got to go into Bandcamp or or my download folder. But I absolutely love the write up that they put on their on their profile. So I want to throw this out there. But it says Mazoa's music hits home like a Mazoan hammer hurler, which is one of their songs, one of the greatest song titles of the year, Mazoan hammer hurler. Um, 
True stories laid over kick-ass musical compositions. The heavy melodic SoCal power trio brings chunky grooves and melodies to sing at the top of your lungs. You crank this shit up, kick the floorboards, and pound the steering wheel as you speed down the highway. That's awesome. Interesting way to describe an album. Great way to describe an album. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely love this. Thank you, Rich. Um, I think the the title track, Where'd You Go, is, is, is my favorite. But followed like the first three songs, Where'd You Go, Dunes of Mars, Riches of the Road, just completely, completely uh, enjoyable. Again, kind of hits that kind of along the same lines as 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 deep as bones that kind of like sweet spot that i have so um i would the one thing i would like to add was i think when we did the third quarter rich and i were trying to figure out who this band reminded us of and we just couldn't figure it out and someone on twitter and i wish i remembered who it was uh so i could give them credit but someone suggested baroness and and that really kind of hit with me. So if you're into that kind of, if you're into them, you might want to check these guys out. I, I feel a lot of, of that's in there. I don't know if Rich agrees, but it, I think that might be the one band that I was thinking of. So my number nine, Dunes of Mars from the awesome band Mazoa. Nice. I'm, I'm looking at the look on your face right now, and you're just like, how in the hell do you have Mazoa over Tuck and Tyler. I understand. I'm not understand. saying anything. I'm not saying anything at all. To my number nine. Um, man, I, I don't know what else I can say about this artist that I haven't said already. Um, those that have heard me talk uh, on these episodes to the last three and a half years, know how much of a fan I am of this artist. This artist means a lot to me um, with the music. I was, gosh, this was 16 years ago, and I just finished up a divorce, and I knew a lot of my friends were were into this guy, and I kind of was casually into him. I really didn't listen to a lot of the stuff that, that came before his solo stuff. And he's like, hey, you want to go see him live in Chicago? He's playing. I'm like, I got nothing going on. I'm just divorced. I've been divorced <laughs> for about two months. So I went and like his music was like he wrote it for me. He was right singing these songs about breaking up and relationships ending. And I'm like, dude, is this guy like, did he write this album for me? Like, what is going on? And I instantly connected with his music and I went to his back catalog and everything he's put out since then. I had the pleasure of seeing him twice this year, once in Chicago and in Nashville. And uh, my pick for album number nine is the album Glenn and the artist is Butch Walker. Um, one thing about Butch with his albums is they're all different and they all show the evolution of him as a person and as an artist and his perspective and what he wants to write about. And I find that incredibly interesting because a lot of artists, when they get to his age, above 50, tend to really mail it in. And he's a big-time producer in the industry. He's produced everybody from Keith Urban to Pink, and you name it, he's done it. Um, I know he's done The Struts, last two albums I think he did. Um, he's done so much other stuff, too, as well. He's very highly regarded, very highly thought of in the music industry. Uh, anytime you mention his name to a musician, especially in Nashville, they just love him. But 
as he's gotten older, his music has evolved. And if you go back to his early stuff, he was in his 20s, early 30s, and it kind of evolved slowly into, you know, becoming a man and becoming married and having a kid and all that kind of stuff. And he's at this point, you know, where he can pretty much put out whatever he wants. He's not tied down to any particular record deal or anything like that. And this album is really kind of singer-songwriter-ish, where he really taps into his Billy Joel, his Don Henley, Tom Petty, um, all those songwriters, you know, those solo artists. And you can hear it on this album. Jackson Brown is another one that he really taps into. And I just like to see where he goes anytime he puts something out, because it's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be something I like, because it, it seems like, his music is kind of where I'm at in my life whenever he puts stuff out. So if you ever have a chance to see him live, I highly recommend it. He puts on an incredible show. He is regarded as the GOAT when it comes to performing. Musicians love him. They, I mean, there are a couple musicians that I, I bumped into when I was at the show in Nashville. Amy <coughs> Darling, she absolutely loved it. And I know I told Jax Hollow to go. And uh, she was just insanely impressed by by him and his show she's like i I never even heard of him people are singing his songs and there's all this audience (laughs) participation and it's just awesome so next time he comes make a promise to yourself tickets won't be more than 40 bucks go see him even if you're kind of casually into his music or not into his music at all by the end of that show you will be a butch walker fan and you will go see him every time he comes to where you live and plays. So that's my pick for number nine. Well done. I don't know what's better, the album or your segment about Bush. Because it was very, it, it, and I, I mean this, and, and I, I'm not trying to make fun of you or anything, but you, you had very similar um, discussions when we had, when we talked about his album last year. And, and you can tell that there's obviously a deep, you have a deep, kind of emotional connection to his music uh, in yeah, addition to just really enjoying it. There, there is a legit deep connection there. So that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, we've done shows on him. You know, why is he so great? Like why, you know, you know, people who haven't heard about him, but I'm telling you, I promise you, if you go see him live, you will be a fan. You will connect. And especially if you're, you know, around my age, maybe 48 next month, it almost is like he's writing the music it's my life is happening because it's like, wow, like there's so many songs that just connect me or things that I've gone through. Um, it's just a great artist, great singer songwriter. Uh, people ask me all the time, what is my bucket list for interviews? And I either say two people, I say Robert Plant or Butch Walker. And everybody knows the first one I say, but everyone's like, who's Butch Walker? I'm like, Go listen to his music. Go check him out. Those are my two like bucket list people I want to interview. You hear that, Butch? Come on, man. <laughs> totally. <laughs> How can he say no? Just just cut this clip and send it to his PR people, and 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 <laughs> that's got to happen, right? That's got to happen. Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, hopefully it happens someday. But regardless if he comes out or not, I am still just a huge huge fan but it'll be nice to interview him <laughs> and, and, and say all these things to him and what he's meant to my life and i mean i 
the first concert I ever took my son to was when he was five. And it was Butch Walker. And he, I mentioned how I played rock music in the car. And I was always playing Butch. And he started to learn the songs like She Likes Hair Bands and uh, Pretty Melody, which are songs by him. So he was playing a soccer game uh, one Saturday morning at like 9 a.m. And he was playing that night. And this is a local soccer game. And he was playing that night in Newport, Kentucky, which is just over the Ohio River from Cincinnati. And it's a four and a half hour drive from where I am. If you do like 85 all the way down. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you want to go see Butch Walker in concert? Because when he played in Chicago, it was an over 21 show. He's five. Obviously, he can't go. So we hopped in the car after his soccer game. We headed down to Cincinnati. We saw the show. And he met Butch afterwards. Got That's picked cool. taken with Butch. I had him on his shoulder. Butch was talking to him while he was on stage, talking to my son, who was five. So he hadn't seen Butch since that show because every time he's come in, it's been over 18, over 17, over 21. So this past year, when he came to the House of Blues in Chicago, I took my son because it was an over 17 and over show. My son was 17 or is 17. He'll be 18 next month. Like, you know, his birthday is like, like, is like mine. And I sat there with my son. I'm like, holy shit. It's been like, like 12 years since you've seen Butch. So it was a cool moment to kind of have that as now as he appreciates. And I told, I told him because Butch is phenomenal on stage and my son loves music and he, he's trying to get into a band and, and, you know, he wants to pursue music and I say, Hey man, if you want to see a stage presence for a guy that plays a room, I think the room at house of blues is 2000, two to three, two, yeah. 1800 to 2,500, something like that. I go, we just saw maiden last week. Right. And that was 22,000. This guy plays this room. Like there's 22,000 people here. He doesn't take anything for granted. And if you want to like, like embody someone on stage who has so much joy for playing music. That's the dude you want to watch. And there's no way he's not coming on this show now. My God, just let's just cut the last six minutes of this show and just send it to him. There's, if he says no, I mean, what, what kind of jackass says no? <laughs> not hey, Butch. I, I swear that's not my intention. I'm just telling you my, my view of Butch Walker and um, the connection I have with him. And really, this was the gateway to my son pursuing music and the connection I have with my son in music. Because after that, when we came home from Cincinnati the next day, the next night, I had one of those guitars I gave him from Christmas where it had like, like you hit something and it makes a note and whatever. It's like one of those little toy guitars and it's got strings on it. And he, first thing he did, he goes in his room, he sits on his bed, he grabs his guitar, which he had not touched since I bought it. It was just basically a dust collector. <laughs> He's trying to play. He's like, dad, I want to learn how to play guitar. And that was because of Butch the night before at that show. So that is that. Sorry to be so long-winded about Butch, but um, once I get going, I can't stop. We can make the rest of the show about Butch if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Let's go into – I was just about to read another member of the group council, but then something triggered me, and here we are. So let's go to the playlist queen. Terry Taylor at TAT2630. 
2630 or 3620 um, on Twitter. I should know this, but um, she is it's 2630. T-A-T-2630. You can follow her on Twitter. She is the number one source for new music on Twitter. And here's why. She makes these epic playlists, which is all new music, either new bands or artists or legacy artists who are putting out new music. For all the people that say, I don't know where to find new rock music. I can't find it. You know what? Just subscribe to her playlists on Spotify. And twice a month, you will get five-day, six-day, seven-day long playlists of new rock music. And some of it you may not like, but I guarantee you some of it you will. And you'll become a fan of these bands. She is the number one source on social media for new music, bar none. So go give her a follow. Here's her list. Number 10, The Karma Effect, self-titled album. Number 9, 4, by Slash and the Conspirators featuring Miles Kennedy. Number 8, Synergy, by Wicked Stone. Number 7, Don't Shoot the Messenger, by White Raven Down. Number 6, See Through Blue, by Scarlet Rebels. Number 5, Revelation, by Stone Broken. Number four, Feel This by Crobot. Number three, Under the Light by Revival Black. Number two, For All We've Left Behind by Black Lakes. And number one, Pawns and Kings by Alterbridge. Her honorable mentions are The Hammer Falls by Jack J. Hutchinson. And her end of the year EP, she's only ranked four because she followed the rules, Aaron, from the Itch Rock. She just uh, five albums. Uh, and four EPs and one honorable mention. End of the year EPs, Echoes by Blue Nation. Number three, Dawn by Stone Senate. Number two, The Morning by Black Bill Brines. And number one, Back Again by Thieves of Liberty. So great list for Terry. Again, go check her out on Twitter at TAT2630. Great, great follow. I know, I know Terry is a huge. Alter Bridge. I'm a, I am a huge Alter Bridge fan. I, I feel like Terry is a much bigger Alter Bridge fan than I. Um, but I got to be honest with you. I kind of had her top three figured out, but in the exact opposite order. Really? Okay. I really thought she was going Revival Black, Black Lakes, Alter Bridge. But um, great list, Terry. It, it, even better. Even better, we're gonna we're gonna needle these guys. Even better that you threw down two Miles Kennedy acts, so the anti Miles Kennedy contingent of our little group can suck it. Is there an anti Miles <laughs> Kennedy? Who, who I, I think it's more contingent? of a. I think it's more of a, a fun little thing. Who, who, how can you be anti? How can you be anti Miles? I Kennedy? know, right? Guys, who are awesome. these people you speak of? They shall remain nameless. Outside of the group. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want to bring undue harm from, from Alter Bridge Nation upon them. <laughs> Hear that? I'm sharpening my pitchfork right now. Anyway. So good list, Terry. Good list. good list. Good list. All right. To number eight. To number eight. Number eight is um, definitely one that showed up on a previous list. Um, where's my list? Um, it showed up in quarter two. It was my number two album. And I remember definitively saying that this was an absolute album of the year candidate. 
I know a lot of people have it ranked higher. There's nothing negative I can say other than that's just the way the cards fell. But it's Dorothy's album. It's, it's, you know, I don't know what else to say that, that you and, and Jason and the itch guys, you all interviewed her. You, you got all that information out of her. We kind of know the therapeutic nature, nature of, of the album and how spiritual it is. And you and I talked at nauseum about it. So I, I don't know what else to say. So I, I will just say there's not a bad track on here. I love the bluesy swagger of the album. The title track, I don't care what anyone says, is the best song on this album. I know other people have lots of other favorites. That's great. That's good for you. But Gifts from the Holy Ghost is the best song in the album. Um, it's so great. Um, so I, I will I will finish my little segment here. On I, I've listened to this a lot. I have nothing bad to say. I am curious about one thing. I, I should have asked you guys. I if, if if any of the three of you talked asked this, and I don't honestly remember, but the album cover and the music, I don't get the connection. It's not important. But it just there's a I don't get the connection between how she's dressed and how it looks. It's a beautiful cover. I just, I don't, I don't get it. So that's not, not to throw a, a little monkey wrench on there. Um, Cause again, I have nothing negative to say about this album. This album is beautiful. It's um, it's a sentimental album. And honestly, it's one of those where you, you like it. If you like it, when your artist throws down like this, you're like, unless you really like, but it also makes you kind of go, how is she going to top this? I'm I'm looking forward to it, but that's a pretty damn good album. That's going to be hard to top. I, I hope she can do it, but if she doesn't, they'll always be that album. They'll, I will always listen to that album, always. So I know it's at number eight, but Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost, awesome, therapeutic, um, melodic, swagger-filled album. It's a great album, Game Changer. I've said that. Yeah. It really is. Um, we'll probably be talking about that album again here soon. Yeah. My number eight is from a band that everyone I know who listens to loves this band. Like, there isn't anyone who knows their music and has listened to their music who goes, yeah, they're all right. Everyone who's heard them just is insanely like a fan of their music. And then like when you see them live, which I still need to, um, they say, Oh my God, one of the best shows you'll see. So this album came out this year and I had the pleasure of interviewing Brandon Eagley, the, the singer, the band is Crowbot and the album, which could have very well been in my top three, all my top tens could have been in my top three at some point, but the album is feel this um, released this past June. Just fantastic stuff, man. This out, this band Crowbot is the real deal. Um, you got to go check them out. I need to check them out, but their music is just awesome. It's got a swagger to it that I wish more bands had, but I had this conversation with Leilani Kilgore 
during the interview. And we talk about music that makes you feel smell and taste and energy, right? Hell like you, yeah. think of, you think of ACDC and you can feel and taste it. You know, you can, you listen to Van Halen and you can feel and taste a party while that, while, while, while you hear their music. Same thing with like the Stones and Zeppelin. Crobot makes you feel and taste the energy of the music. It's so awesome. And this album is just a fantastic album. So, um, Crobot, feel this. It's my number eight. I like you. I like that. I like yeah. that. Great stuff. Good pick. <laughs> Great stuff. Now on to more Groove Council members. We've done Terry. We've done Aaron from the Itch Rock and Radio Show. And it's now it's time for Mr. New Classic Rock in North America, who is a great guest. We did the show of top 10 bands to watch in 2023. He gave his picks. I gave mine. We had a lot of similarities, and we'll see not who's going to be right more, but we'll see if our picks do what we think they're going to do. There's no contest there, but um, just an interesting perspective that he shared and I shared, so we'll see. That was a great episode. Yeah, Carl was a great guest. Yeah. Absolutely. Although he does break the rules. Um, I have no problems with that. With, uh, <laughs> with his list. Because, like, he gave me, like... 40 bands. 40 bands. <laughs> and it's like a top 10 with top 5. So um, he's got his EPs in here, which I think he's got five. And then he put... His EPs are awesome. Yeah. I should go listen to every one of these EPs. Yep. And number 10, he put... Uh, for the albums. And he's got how many honorable mentions? One, two, three, four, five, Seventy-two. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 17. 17 honorable <laughs> mentions. Carl, love you, brother. But, yeah. Math I, is not his strong suit, apparently. No. <laughs> counting, counting is not Carl's strong suit. So let's get into the EPs first. At number five, Mach 22, 2020 is the name of the album. That's the fifth EP. Number four, Joe Mansman and the Midnight Revival, Live for Thrills. I loved it. I thought, um, uh, I thought, I think this band is a really good band and it kind of really floats under the radar, but they will play anywhere for anybody. Um, they just do it and they're trying to build their audience. So check them out. Dead Levy, Rise Up is number three. Rolling Nectar, Sassafras River is number two. And Naked Gypsy Queens, Georgiana, which is his number one. Um, great list for the EPs. And on to the top ten, his top ten for the year. Number ten, Marcus King, Youngblood, The Warning, Error. Number eight, Crobot, Feel This. Number seven, Classes Act, Welcome to the Show. Number six, Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Number five, Hellbot, self-titled album. That album came out earlier this year in January. And when we were talking about great albums, someone mentioned that. And I was like, didn't that come out like in 2021? Because time is so weird these days. I don't think I'm getting older because of the pandemic. But um, that's a very under-the-radar great album for... Awesome band out of Seattle. Those guys rock. Yeah, totally awesome. Hellbot, self self uh, title. That's his number five. Number four, the Black Moods into the night. Number three, the Dead Daisies. 
Radiance, number two, Goodbye June, See Where the Night Goes. And number one, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. Great list for Carl. Yeah. I, I will say, I know it's on one, on, it's one of his um, <laughs> honorable mentions, but the one, I really expected one band to show up on his list that didn't. Um, but I know, I know he likes them. He turned me onto them, but I really thought Gunshine was going to pop up on Carl's list. Yeah. That uh, is but but regardless, that's yeah. a, that's a killer list, Carl. Yeah. Absolutely. Here we Where go. Are we on? It's getting Number tougher seven. and tougher. They are getting tougher and tougher. Um, where did I have my number seven? My number seven was number two in the first quarter. Number two. Okay. Um, an album that I listened to a lot. All of these. I, I'm going to be repetitive. I'm apologizing in advance because they're all the same. Uh, uh, but it's the the monster album impera from ghost um dramatic and sarcastic and doom not musically doom but just doom in their in their lyrics um so just so much here it's 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 so sarcastic and angry and you know, as I've said a lot in our in our group, I don't I'm not really down with the whole theatrics and face paint of other bands, historical bands like that. Um, but for go and, and to the point where it, it completely turns me off of, of their music. But for some reason, I look past all of that and and I absolutely love this. Album. I, I feel like each ghost album is getting better and better and pulling me in. And I think the one thing that really, this is the, the catchiest ghost album to me. Um, and, and I think it's probably the most approachable one. Not that, it, not that ghost isn't approachable. I mean, if you're a rock fan and, and you don't like ghosts, that's, it's, it's a little weird to me, but um, like Kaiserian and Hunter's Moon. Like if, if you listen to those two songs and, and you, you don't get the catchiness of it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome vocals. It's awesome production. It's really good writing. It's, it's really, really, really good writing. Um, I, I hope I didn't repeat everything that I just said in the second quarter or the first quarter. Um, but Absolutely love this album. Freaky as shit album cover, but still cool. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that's my, what, what is this? Number seven, Ghost. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. I, I hope, I, I get the feeling that Ghost isn't that popular, at least on Twitter. I, I'm only on Twitter. So, you know, uh, whatever the, the Twitter you know, ocean that I float in. I see a lot of people who don't like Twitter and you guys are fucking crazy. They're awesome. <laughs> they are. They're awesome. Great band. Great. album. good pick, man. Thanks, sir. What do you got? All right. My number seven is an album that, uh, I will champion cause I absolutely love it. And, um, and every time I see this guy live is band live. Absolutely phenomenal experience. 
uh, his last. What are you writing down? You think you got? You think you know what I've got? I do. <laughs> Chris is the data collector for the for the albums of the year. So he just clicked his pen, and I was like, uh, oh, "Right, know what I got?" So, uh, you're looking at your your list, and you're like, "I'm just going to change this just to piss no, off." No, I'm going to no. do it right now. I'm just changing yeah. it. Audible. Um. But there's really not much to be said. I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing him a few times. Um, me in person, great guy. The album is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and that's Tyler Bryant in the Shakedown, the number seven. We're ten spots higher than me. Ten points higher <laughs> than this dude who's on the show with me. Because I have taste. <laughs> I tell you, man, Shake the Roots is just a, a great album all the way around. I must have listened to this album straight for like two weeks. And like I said, any album in my top 10 could have been in my top five and easily been a, a number one. Uh, this album just checks all the boxes for me. It's uh, It's got some traditional blues. It's got some modern blues in it. The guitar playing between him and Graham Whitford are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, the highlights for me on this album, I love love sell yourself i mentioned this in um earlier in the conversation in part one the great line is if you don't sell yourself you'll be sold by somebody else and it's just indicative of really what the entertainment industry what the music industry is all about if you don't do it yourself you're going to be left out you're going to be left out in the cold um and you're not going to be happy with the results that Sunday no show is just awesome. Tennessee is Tennessee. just a great song. Um, off the rails, uh, man. Just Roots is uh, is a great tune as well. The guitar playing, like I said, is just awesome. Caleb's playing on this um, on the drums is just absolutely phenomenal. This is a great album. I had the pleasure of seeing him in November. He puts on a great show. Hope he comes back and. In 2023, but Tyler Bryant the Shakedown, Shake the Roots is my number and seven. This was the show that that Pete got up there and played, right? Yeah, Pete Daniels. Yeah, that's cool. I remember you posted those the the videos and and the pictures. That's cool. That's cool. Do you think I, I do? Do you think that this is his best album? Because the last, I mean, I like all of them, but I think this is his best. Well, the last three have been really good. Um, you know, when you think of Truth and Lies, that was a great album. Yep. You think of Pressure was a great album. Um, it's really hard to choose which one. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the any of the albums that, you know, are are, are the last three. I mean, obviously the ones even before that were great, but yeah, it's a tough one. Um I would say this, the one I've listened to the most is this one. So I would probably give it, yes, right. probably. It's, it's the freshest in your mind. Yeah. So, yeah. And for those that like vinyl and like collecting vinyl or looking for their first vinyl to get, the orange uh, vinyl that he is selling or the band is selling is freaking awesome. So go go check that out. Yeah. I, I will say that I, I can tell that. I, I knew you liked this this album. You, you, we have talked off the air about it. We talked on the air about it. But I, I like how you you took "Sell Yourself" to heart 
and and brought that out in you earlier in this episode where you you've sold Butch Walker on how awesome it would be if he came on your show. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, that was not my intention. I just was like, I'm passionate about Butch Walker. Shame on you. Shame on you, Chris. <laughs> Let's go, to the, let's go to the Groove Council for another list from our friends. Let's go and let's check out Turbo. Turbo. He's got a good list. He's only got 10, though. He didn't do any honorable mentions or any, any EPs or anything. He just gave Turbo me... Turbo got time for honorable mentions. He got time for five more. <laughs> my 10... Kiss my ass and just read them. So Turbo is busy making pizza and cookies and biscuits. Yeah, while listening to music, <laughs> we're lucky we got a list. Right. <laughs> Follow him at Turbo C Y A or Turbo Turbo K Y A, I should say, on Twitter. Turbo K Y A. So let's get into his list here because he is the, in my opinion, on the group council. He's the godfather of Doom. Number ten, Surf Squatch, Planet Neptune. Number nine, Sama Veo, Payan. Number eight, Steak. Love that fucking name. <laughs> Just, I don't know why they don't call their album Ponderosa or Fit the Sizzler, <laughs> but goddammit, they should for the next album. Uh, Acute Mania. Fucking love that. Steak and then like release an EP, like freaking baked potato. Um, <laughs> Seven, Greenbeard, Variant. Number six, Valley of the Sun, The Chariot. Number five, Cyclona, Palo Verde. Number four, Guapa, Myriad. Number three, Wukan, Heretic or Heretic Tongues. I always do that. Number two, Wofat, The Singularity. And number one, Book Ending the Quatch. <laughs> at the Quatch Book Ends with Turbo's List, you got Sasquatch, Sasquatch at number one, Fever Fantasy. And brings it back from number 10, Surf Squatch, booking the quatches on Turbo's list. That's his list for 2022. Good list, Turbo. You got JL excited. And I'll just love when the quatches come together. <laughs> Getting nervous, huh? No, I'm just annoyed that this is at six. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think this should be quick. There's nothing else that I could possibly say without embarrassing myself. It's Thunder Mother. It's black and gold. I love this band. I love this album. It's awesome. <laughs> what what else could I possibly say without sounding like a complete mushy ass? This is awesome. Um, I think the the song that I know I, I have Amazon. I don't. I don't get that um, Spotify Wrapped thing that that everyone gets to do. Um, but I can tell you digitally um, and with vinyl and the CD. The song that I listened to the most this year, without a doubt, is I Don't Know You. I don't know if it's it's my song of the year. Thank God we didn't have to do that. But it is is Heads and Tails, the um the the song I listened to most this year. Um 
I feel like you thought this was going to be my number one. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I love this album. I loved getting the opportunity to see them. They tore it up with the Scorpions. I had shitty seats. They were 20 bucks with that said. Um, I was way far out. But the cool thing about being so far away from the stage is um, I got to see how the audience reacted to them. And Guernica just like just stood up there and grabbed them, you know. Like she held it and she rocked it and she, she, she was awesome to the scorpions. She was, she was very thankful. She kept the crowd motivated. She kept the crowd in, you know, with like 10 or 15 seconds in between each song and then just turned around and kicked ass. Um, I love this album. I love this band. Uh, black and gold was stopped now. So I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little higher. I, I'm telling you, I'm really annoyed that it's six. I guarantee you half the people in this group think that I this is my number one album. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it was going to be your number one, but I thought it would be in your top five. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But my number, I will tell you, five and six. I, I went back and forth, five and six and five and six and five and six. And I know I listened to Thunder Mother more than the next one. Um, and... I don't know. I just, I kind of like, I, I slotted it that way and I kind of felt comfortable with it. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I'm pissed off about it. <laughs> As well as you should, man. My so what do you got? number six is a band that, man, just freaking great. Um, I've seen them a few times in, in concert. They're a band that is really doing it the right way, just grinding it out. We talk about the grind a lot here for these new bands and they just do it. And I love, I love their, their sound and their tone that they have. And we've talked about this before. You could easily hear this song like in the early eighties and late seventies or even mid seventies, you know, with the guitar tone playing. And it's just, it's just fantastic. And there he goes with the pen again. Oh, Drink, get a yeah. drink. Um, great bunch of guys, um, great dudes, great music. Always enjoy, and they put out really cool videos, which is kind of a lost art these days. Uh, my pick for number six is the Black Moods, and it's Into the Night. Holy shit! Fucking upset. I, I oh. had them top two for you. Really? Top two. Upset. All right. I, that's why I didn't even write it down. I was like, where is he going with this? Wow. Good pick. I mean, good, great pick. I just thought I thought you were really going to have that one higher. Last time you're getting them on the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> great album. Into the Night. I mean, I love the song Junkie Excuses. Mm-hmm. Just, I love the guitar tone and I love the riff on that. And I love the back story on it. Um, as Josh talked about in the show that they did prior to the release of the album, his sister had a party while his parents were out of town one weekend and she crashed the car into the house. <laughs> it must have been a hell of a freaking party if that happened. So, but yeah, that was, that's the back story on it, but just a great, great album. Um, Hollywood's a great tune. Uh, everything is great on it. I love it. 
It's awesome. I love that brooding blues song at the end too, The Cure, because it really is a little bit different than what they've done in the past. And it just, I love it. I love that, that slow burn with the, when people make a, make a song like that. Yeah. I've been to a lot of parties in my life. I mean, I'm old now. I haven't been to a lot of parties recently, but I've been to a lot of parties in my life. I've never been to a party where someone drove a car into the house. Neither have I, man. It, That's it makes awesome. you, yeah, it makes you wonder. So when that happens and everyone freezes and kind of like looks around and it gets really quiet, what happens next? Do people just like take off and run? Or is it like, yeah, and they keep going, <laughs> you know? It's a good question, man. I mean, yeah. If Josh ever comes back on your show, and I don't know who he's going to now, we, we should ask that question. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question. Like, what did the other kids do when that happened? Right. Like, do you take off? Do you kind of sweat it out with, you know, the suspect at that point? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? So good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Next on the Groove Council list is Mr. Steve Hild. You can follow him at Steve Hild on Twitter. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing him, meeting him for the first time at the Tyler Bryant show with High Stick Mick and USA and Chris. Um, so we had a blast. Plus the Danklesons were there and um, it was a party. Seeing them, especially Pete's dad. Meet me, meet me and uh, Pete's dad. You know, do uh, do share some beverages whenever we see each other at the show. So um, let's get into his list. Number ten, take all you can by Freedom Hawk. Number nine, Born Demon by Sog. Number eight, See Where the Night Goes by Goodbye June. Number seven, Fear and Failure by Zom. Number six, Palo Verde by Cyclona. That's been on a lot of lists. It has, yep. Number five, Tempest at the Gate, King Mountain. That also has been, well, no, I think a lot of people may have forgotten about that album. That was really popular earlier in the year, yeah. Number four, Feel This by Crowbot. Number three, the self-titled album by Drab. Described as apocalyptic rock from New Orleans, this album is probably the one I can listen to in any mood I may be in. There's droning stoner stuff with vocalist guitarist Steve Magnano channeling Chris Cornell, Ricky Cotson-style vocals such as Break the Chain, Candyman, and Sirens. I totally agree with that, by the way, mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, but then there is this straight-ahead up-tempo rock that reminds me of Sammy Hagar with songs like Dumpster Fire Been Too Long. This is a band still finding their sound, so I'm very excited to see where they go from here. Me too. It's a great, great album. I know my son really loved that album too as well. Dumpster Fire is a killer song. Yeah. Number two, The Chariot by Valley of the Sun. And number one, The Dark by Abrams. My album of the year this year, I just grabbed me at the end of the quarter three and never let go. Spacey vocals, guitar work, and overall atmosphere take this one beyond the usual Black Sabbath sound from Garden Variety Desert Rock. The highlights for me were Better Living in the Dark and White Sand. This album to me is a quantum leap for the band over their previous work. In 2021, the Southern Rock World hit it out of the park with a bunch of amazing releases in 2022 stoner rock contingent said hold my bong nice (laughs) for me this year best album was and is abrams in the dark it's a killer list steve very good thumbs up awesome Ooh, we go into the top five folks top five top five um so this one grew uh, second quarter 
came in at number four and just steadily, steadily grew, steadily grew and steadily grew. Um, and every time I play it, I have the vinyl and every time I play it, I love the little sticker that's on the edge. Um, it says sweltering, shimmering rust belt riff rock. That's super cool. Um, it's a band out of Cincinnati, Ohio. It's Valley of the Sun. Steve had it, I think, at two. I've got it at five. Great list, Steve. Uh, the album is The Chariot. Um, cool artwork, but but more importantly, killer, killer hard rock. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely um, some grunge in here. There's some stoner rock in here. Um, this was another one I, I think we talked about a couple of times in, in the last episode where every time I listen to it on my phone and I take screenshots, every single song <laughs> ended up on here. Uh, so with all that said, I'm not going to run through the songs, but by far and away, um, the title track, the chariot is my favorite. Um, the guitars, the vocals, the lyrics. Um, and it, it, I love when you get a lot of songs like this, where it kind of like gets stripped down like two thirds of the way through and then builds right back up and it takes off again. Um, absolutely love this album vocals and riffs, vocals and riffs and vocals and riffs. And again, I, I think everyone who listens to this show pretty regularly knows my infatuation with Thunder Mother. So the fact that this is ranked higher than Thunder Mother um, is a is a pretty striking endorsement. So um, I, I will take this one quick moment to send a shot at Rich, who for the entire year said, until Freedom Hawk came out, said that this was his album of the year. And suddenly it ends up at five on his list. What's that bullshit? It should yeah. be number two, buddy. <laughs> it should no be number two. Oh, well, to it, Rich. No. <laughs> so, um, The Chariot by uh, Valley of the Sun. Awesome album. And it pulls in at number five. And honestly, you, you asked me yesterday about any surprises that didn't make the top 10. I'm kind of surprised that this ended up at five. I mean, it's an album of the year candidate ever since the first time I looked at it. But, you know, it's above Thunder Mother and it cracked the top five. So, shit, yeah. Good for you guys, Valley of the Sun. Good pick, man. Good pick. My number five is um, one of my favorite new bands that are out there. Uh, they are just an incredible group of musicians, um, well beyond their years. And I can't wait to see where this band goes um, and what next step they're going to take because I think the sky is the limit with them. Um, I think they are going to be at some point the face of hard rock in in, in new modern rock. Um, the band is The Warning and the album is Error. Uh, it would have been higher on my list. Some of the some of the music was released Last year is an EP. There's like a handful of songs that are new as well. But I've seen this band live twice. The first time at the Bottom Lounge where they headlined. And I got to say, for a band that's never toured the U.S., for them to put together 
a club tour prior to doing anything with any other band and having the guts to go out there and really put themselves out there and play to capacity or near capacity crowds says a lot about them. They were at probably 98% capacity at the bottom lounge. And then to follow that up at Milwaukee Summerfest, where there was such a diverse crowd from old to young and everybody was stunned at how good these three sisters are. And they are just absolutely amazing. I think out of any band that is out there, and I'm even including the Greta's and the Struts and the Dirty Honeys, this band, when it's all said and done, will be King of the Mountain because they've got a connection with the younger audience because they're young themselves and they've been being on social media for years, for probably close to a decade, if not a decade, since they started playing Metallica songs in their basement on YouTube. And they're very big in Latin America. Their fans in Latin America, whether it's South America, obviously they're from Mexico, Spain, um, the contingency here in the U.S. They're incredibly big. They're on Lava Records. I can't wait to see what happens next. The album's error and the band is the warning. It's interesting. Within our, our, our group, everyone who has seen them gushes about them. I, I have not seen them, so I've, I have to rely on, on what all you guys say. But you all say the same thing, and, and everyone comes away um, supremely impressed with them. So rock on. They're a holy shit band. Like when you see them, you're like, holy shit. These, these girls are good. You know, like I got to say too, for them to go out and tour before they did the Hailstorm and pretty reckless tour. And then they did the uh, three days grace tour as well to finish the year. They got some dates, I think with guns and roses coming up. Um, at some point, they'll probably play some shows with Metallica because I think they are the modern day Metallica. If you take like the Black album and stuff like that, or how Metallica would sound if they came out today. And because they're both on Lava, it's only a matter of time before they do a tour with Brett Van Fleet. And Hold I on. think the world will shake. Did you just say they are the modern Metallica? Because that's some pretty heavy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. My hat almost came off. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, you know, listen, they, it's not thrash what they do, but if Metallica was starting out in 2022, they would sound like the warning. I, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm just still, I'm, I'm yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's, it's big words, but they are well deserving and well on their way. I have to tighten my hat now. <laughs> you should, young man. You should. <laughs> All right. All right, good pick. Thank you. Now let's go to the – how would I describe him? Um, I love him. But like you, man, a horse can be beaten to death with him. Oh, my annoying brother Jason. <laughs> man, does he beat a dead horse. Oh, my God. Um, but I love it. It's funny as hell, like – just when you think we've moved on, no. he's like Al Pacino in, in Godfather 3. He pulls you back in. It's great. 
Let's get to his list. Number 10, Tiffany Shadows, which I was very surprised by that. Number nine, Moon City Masters, the famous Moon City Masters. Number eight, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Number seven, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. Number six, Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Number five. Oh, wait. Let's do this over again because I read his 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 mistake list. This is what happens when you don't proofread, Jason. This is what happens when you just willy-nilly put your list in without a care in the world. Number 10, let's start over. The Black Moods, Into the Night. Number nine, Tiffany, Shadows. Number eight, Moon City Masters, the famous Moon City Masters. Number seven, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Number six, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of the Misspent Youth. Number five, Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Number four, Marcus King, Youngblood. Number three, Jane Lee Hooker, Rolling. Great album there. Number two, number two, number two, Chris Cordelli, Tyler number Bryant, two? Shakedown, <laughs> Shake the Roots. Number two. And number one, Goodbye June, See Where the Night Goes. Great list for him. He did not include any EPs. Um, or any honorable mentions, he's like Turbo, just giving it to you, is top 10. That's a really good list. I agree. I find no qualms with that list. Um, well, I'm going to get yelled at. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at. Oh. It started the year the clear cut. You know, clear cut number I'm one. Just, I don't even want to hear it. It's, it, it was the clear cut number one. I don't want to hear it until honestly, the middle of the summer. I I'm surprised it's at four. So unbelievable. I I would like to. I know he listens to the show. I I I Tyler. I'm sorry. I hope four is good. I love your album. I I fucking love your album it is it's the album that i have listened to the most this year without doubt uh without doubt so i mean on. so the album that you've listened to the most is not your number one well i think that that has a lot to do though when it came out you know you know I, there's plenty of time when an album comes out in february to listen to it but the, i don't want to be negative about it i i i absolutely love this album See where the night goes. Goodbye, June. Crushed it. Much like we said with Dorothy. When you put it on an album this good as a fan, you're like, this is fucking awesome. And then you go, holy shit, how are they going to top this? I can't wait to find out. I'm going to enjoy the ride. I hope they can top it. But again, if they don't, I always have this album. We always have this album. And... See Where the Night Goes is easily my favorite track off of this. It's probably the song that I've listened to the second most throughout the entire year. The writing, as you've said um, countless times, how descriptive and and, and how precise they are with this. Um, I don't know, man. It's four. It's four. So, Tyler, everyone, you guys... Killed it. I'm sorry it's at four. I will now shush and take my verbal beating. <laughs> I'm 
awesome, man. Dude, see, that's one that you thought was one of my that's, top. That's two. one that that was yeah. one that I thought was going to be in your top two. Yeah. Only thing I can think of is you are you you, you have some sort of addiction, some chemical dependency that clogs. <laughs> um, it's obvious something's going on. Um, it's four. You only have them three spots different from me. Come on, it's not that far away. Number one. Oh, get the. (laughs) How do you know that? How do you know that? Everyone listening to this show knows that. (laughs) We'll see. No, it's 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 awesome to to the guys in Goodbye June. Honestly, you you guys killed it. I I hope you're. I hope you're as, as proud of this album as I am happy when listening to it. Honestly, it's it's so awesome. Brings you a lot of joy, doesn't it? It it does. It yeah, does. Yet it's number four. It it is. It's it's funny. I, I something occurred to me today while I was listening to my number one, and 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 there's a verse in a song of my number one album, and and as I heard it, I was like, oh god. Oh my God, this is you when I have to talk about Goodbye June at number four. <laughs> this is the verse. Uh, yeah, I know. Your agony shows. Please bark your instant disapproval. Your face it shows. The enemy's your own. I hate to burst your little bubble. <laughs> I mean, it was. That, that nails it. That really right? Like, it. I was listening to it and I was like, Oh, how apropos. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh, shit, man. That, yeah, that is a good, good description of me right now because yeah. <laughs> Tyler Bryant and Tuck Smith and this, I'm just, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> now taking applications for quarterly <laughs> album rankings and year-end album rankings for the Hook Rocks. Um Performance issues, the reason why <laughs> the uh, position is open. But hey, issues man. with management. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a good pick. I don't I disagree with where it's slotted, but that's a good pick. You're uh, the I know your top four. I don't know the order. I mean I know some of the order, but your you top know? four your your top you four is ridiculous. Top four. Your top four is ridiculously good. I'm, I'm buttering you up. I got. I got to. I got to get some brownie points here. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last member of the group council, and that is Fossil Man, with his list, his top ten list for 2022. Fossil Man is the collector of every T-shirt, every rock T-shirt in North America. <laughs> I would just like to say, God bless his wife. Seriously. For having to buy ex- extra shelves and furniture to house all those t-shirts. So I, I would, I would, I would extend that to, to two others, the wives of fossil man, Robin, the hood and rich. Cause fossil man buys an insane amount of t-shirts, which is cool. I mean, that's his hobby. That's his yeah. thing. And, and Robin, the hood buys an insane amount of albums. And, and that's, that's, that's awesome that he can get away with it. And his wife is cool with that. So those two wives are awesome, but good Lord, Rich's wife is a fucking saint. Yeah. That guy buys music at an alarming rate. I am sorry to spill your secrets there, Rich, but the man buys a lot of music. (laughs) I think we're also forgetting Chris Preston on the, on the year end list too. So we got him coming up next. Oh, right, right, right. 
So number 10, Lee Aaron, Elevate. Number nine, Dead City Ruins, Shockwave. Number eight, Crobot, Feel This. Number seven, Kentucky Ruckus, Space is a Place. Number six, Massive Wagons, Triggered. Number five, The Black Moods, Into the Night. Number four, Dorothy, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Number three, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Number two, The Warning, Air. And number one for Fossil Man. Number one, goodbye June. See where the night goes. Another another individual of the Groove Council has extremely great taste. He does. You, on the other hand, <laughs> can't say the same thing. So, like, great list for Fossil Man, man. Yes, always, sir. Uh, always a joy. So, here we go. Now to number, did I get my number four yet? You did not. Okay. You forgot. All right. I was trying to butter you up, and you were like, screw you. I'm going to Fossil Man. I'm not do you know you. the order of my four, or do you no. know the four that are in there? I know the, I, I'm pretty sure I know the four that are in there. I know number one. It's just, I, I'm just not sure where two, three, and four fall. I, you know, assuming that I got them right. Okay. All right. Number. But I did have the Black Moods in your top three, and or your top two, and I was wrong on that. So it's entirely possible that I'm wrong. All right. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Number four. Love this band. Love the opportunity that they got this year touring with the Scorpions. Um, they killed it, as Chris said. They did. They took the opportunity and they made not just the most of it, but they made it to be more than it could have been for them. Um, for those that are unfamiliar, Scorpions and Whitesnake put together a tour. David Coverdale had an upper respiratory issue, had to pull out of the tour with the Scorpions. And instead of the Scorpions hiring another band of that vintage, that legacy, they gave Thunder Mother more time on stage. He played 11 songs when I saw him. And at a near capacity, 16,000 capacity arena, uh, 95% capacity full. It was great. And they owned it, man. They, they freaking yeah. were all over it. Um, this is a band that I'm always rooting for because I think new rock needs a band like this. They have that dirty, sexy feel of like an ACDC and they've got the melodic rock, the hooky melodies of like the Def Leppards and the Bon Jovi's as well. It's a very cool mix. To have that in there. Um, their album that they released a couple years ago was absolutely phenomenal. That was Heatwave. Became a fan of theirs through that album. And they followed up with Black and Gold, which has just got some freaking bangers on it. Light, Light in the Sky begins at Black and Gold, the title track. Wasted, Watch Out, I Don't Know You, which is my favorite song as well on the album. And uh, Borrow Time, Stratosphere are all great, too, as well. Loud and Free, All Hooks, No Hooks. Love that tune. Uh, <laughs> just um, just a great album. Great band. I just had Philippa on a few weeks ago, and we reflected on the tour. And she was very candid about how great the Scorpions were to them, which is great to hear for a band of that stature, really treating the opening act like human beings and giving them the opportunity for a young band in this day and age in rock music, they could have taken out 
so many other bands with better streaming numbers in North America, and they didn't. They took out Thunder Mother because they're good, and that's what more bands should do. So um, can't wait to see what's next for the band. And uh, number four, Black and Gold, Thunder Mother. You know, I love that pick. And I will add this. I, I didn't mention this while, while we were talking. I think you and I both mentioned it when we were talking about it in the quarter. But the the songs are great. The vocals obviously are great. But there's some great riffs on this album. Really great guitar playing on this album. Um, obviously, Granica drives it for me. But I can see how this band is really driven by the riff, you know, and everything builds around that, which sounds pretty duh, but you know, uh, the guitar work on this album is, is phenomenal. Uh, and so I just at least wanted to, I didn't want to forget to throw that out there. Yeah, no, Philippa really stepped up her game on this album too, with their, with their guitar work. Absolutely. So am I going to three or you want to do a groovy? Uh, let's finish up with the Groove Council with Chris Press. Okay. Is there anybody we're forgetting? I think we got everybody. Well, if we didn't, we'll hear about it. <laughs> we will hear about it. Let me see. Um, I think we got everyone. Yeah. Chris Preston, our Canadian friend from the north in the Toronto area. I may be seeing him in April because... Uh, I may be going to see Big Rack at St. Augustine Cathedral, I think it is, in April for my buddy's birthday. So That's cool. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's the plan right now. But let's get into his list. Chris Preston from At Rock These Tweets. Number 10, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. Another... Another Groove Council member with exquisite taste putting that album in the top 10. Yeah. Um, number nine, Brian Adams, So Happy It Hurts. Number eight, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Number seven, The Black Moods, Into the Night. Number six, Scorpions, Rock Believer. Number five, Goodbye June, See Where the Night Goes. Number four, Lee Aaron, Elevate. Number three, The Warning, Air. I can't say enough about this album and this band. Brilliant musicianship and Wow. These talented, talented young women are already masters at crafting absolutely perfect stadium-sized rock anthems. The Mantham are the future of rock music, and Mark My Words will be global superstars. 100% agree. Number two, Def Leppard, Diamond Star Halos, their best album since Euphoria. 15 tracks of pure Def Leppard magic. So much 70s influence glam goodness here with those signature Def Leppard harmonies and guitars. And number one... Wait, 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 wait. Just so everyone understands, Chris Preston, who loved that Def Leppard album like nobody's business, didn't have it at number one, which speaks volume about the number one album. I agree. That's a great point. Number one on Chris Preston's list is Dorothy Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Wow. What else can I say about this album? At 35 minutes, it's lean and mean with absolutely no filler. Guitar-driven with massive hooks. And, of course, Dorothy's amazing voice, the near-perfect rock album. Here, here. Yep. Absolutely. Good list, Chris. Very good list. Top All right. Three. Top three. Well, my number three 
is a surprise. Mm. It's a surprise to me um, that it's here, but it really is that good. So you didn't know that you put it on the list? You're just surprised now? No, I, I mean, it, it's from the moment it came out, it kind of hooked me. It was it was my, number four in, in the quarter it came out, but it just, man, it didn't stop. And, and I will say today, while re- prior to recording, I was listening to my one and two all day. And then all of a sudden I was like, why am I not listening to this? And I put this on and listened to it twice in a row. And um. Our friend Steve is the man for putting it at number one, but number three is Abrams in the dark, local Denver band. Um, Every song on this album is phenomenal from the awesome kick in the door like hell to the just groove of black tar mountain at the end. It's, it's, it's completely awesome. I talked about it a lot in the third quarter. Um, again, it was fourth in the third quarter. I mean, it just, it, this thing rolled with me and it just kept building and building. But I think one of the things that, that really helped in addition to it being awesome is I saw these guys open short set for King Buffalo and they blew my mind how awesome they were. They just, they, they were really good. Probably the second best performance that I saw this year. I would slot it over Dorothy and Dorothy blew my mind how awesome she was this year. That's how good these guys were in, in a short set. I, I, I really hope I get to see these guys a lot in 2023. And again, not to be the annoying asshole, but guys, if you're listening, if you guys want to get together and do a show with Near Dusk, that would be fucking cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, so my number three is an awesome album from Small Stone Records, Abrams, In the Dark. Everyone should go listen to this. If you haven't listened to this, you should go listen to it. And then when you realize how awesome it is, go buy the vinyl and get to see how cool pink vinyl looks. It's just the vinyl super cool. It's an awesome album. Awesome album. I want to see them a lot this year. Well done, guys. I thought for sure, since you um, ridiculously didn't put Goodbye June in your top two or number one, I, I thought that was going to be the replacement. So I'm surprised that it's number three. So so there's one band that you're not sure of in my top two. No, I know who it is now. Oh, okay. Okay. I know who it is now. And oddly enough, like I switched these two bands as soon as you saw the Thunder Mother one come? No, 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 no. no. I, well, before we started this, I, I, I had one band. I'm like, no, I think it's going to be this one. And I had the other one was Goodbye June. So I had, I think I had both bands right, but I just had them as one, in one slot. I switched the slots. So I had them. Okay. So um, yeah, I, I didn't anticipate your poor, your your lack of judgment um, with Goodbye June. I, I did not anticipate that. So I should have. Based on some of your other picks, but it, it did catch me by surprise. <laughs> um, so who's your number three? My number three, man. It's hard when you get up here. It is hard because, like I said, anything in the top five could have been number one. Um, I love this fucking album. I really do. Uh, and there's so many things. It's kind of like that movie 
when you watch it, you you see things and you pick up on things that you didn't like the first five times you watched it, first 10 times you watched it. But the more you listen to this album, you pick up on lyrics and you pick up on things. And when I had the chance to sit down and interview Dorothy Martin, it shouldn't have been a surprise how spiritual she is because the album is filled with a spiritual tone to it, whether it's rest in peace, whether it's hurricane, um, any of the songs that, that she has on this beautiful life. And I agree with you. The best song in the album is the last track gifts from the Holy ghost. Yeah. But beautiful it, life though. It's a good yeah. song. Good song. That's a painful song. Like that's a song you listen to it and you're like, she's going through some shit. Yeah. Yeah. That I love the emotional. It, yeah. And I love the honesty. I also love like Hurricane and Top of the World. Because like I mentioned to her in the interview, if you just strip that song, those songs down, both Hurricane and Top of the World, and you could probably even do the same for Beautiful Life too. It's like bad company on steroids. Like the delivery, you could hear Paul Rogers delivering those lyrics, especially Hurricane. Like next time you listen to those songs, like Hurricane Top of the World, listen listen in your ear with a, with a Paul Rogers voice in it. And you could totally hear that delivery to it. Um, so you pick up on stuff like that. It's just a game-changing, majestic album that deserves way more accolades than what the hook rocks can give it. You know, the fact that, you know, this should be nominated for a Grammy for best album. It it really should. Um, It's got, you know, the appeal for young people. Um, I know my son who didn't put together a list this year because he had finals and he's trying to get his GPA up. Um, so he was working hard. This is his album. This is seventeen-year-old kid's album of the year. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just a great album. It's 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 near perfect, if not perfect. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't follow charts and stuff like that because I honestly don't give a shit. Um, but with that said, is was this a was this album a success? Did it did it do well uh, on the like the mainstream? I think charts? it did. Yeah, I don't really watch charts too much either because the music I listen to doesn't know, ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't very, register. Very few albums I listen to ever do chart. You know, right? So I, I I never use that as a gauge, but I I would hope I would think so because it it does. It's got some great stuff on it. Yeah, no, it's a it, it's a great pick and an absolutely great pick. Um and, and and a great album. Well done. Thanks, man. All right, the top two are here. Here it is. Um, which one do you think it is? I'm going to go with Freedom Hawk. It is the awesomeness of Freedom Hawk. Yes, well done, sir. Well done. Um. Uh, I, I I really wanted to go find something that Rich wrote 
you know, I'm sure Rich did a review on this and, and read it and, and do this justice, but those aren't my words, you know, I'll do that every now and then for something, but for a number two album, I figured I needed to come up with something like really awesome to say. And I'm just not that smart. Um, listen to this album. It's, it's, it's just awesome. These guys in, in 2018 had, my favorite album of the year in beast remains. So I really, in that sense, I wanted to keep the symmetry of their last two albums were my album of the year. And I, I struggled until about nine o'clock this morning when I put my number one on and I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But this freedom Hawk album is so freaking good from the start of age of the idiot all the way until the last just grinding groove of desert song. It is so good. And much like you were just saying, like the more you listen to it and you pick up little things with the lyrics and little, little tweaks in the sound and everything. Um, each listen is an adventure. Um, but still all of that said, I still have the three favorite songs that I had last time. Um, we all need rock and roll. It's the best song in the album, but that made me kick from the inside out. That that's so good. And then the Aussie like coming home. Um, th those three songs. If you have not listened to this album, go listen to "We All Need Rock and Roll" from the inside out. Coming home. Then go tell me on Twitter how awesome this is. Go, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't give a shit. Go tell the band how awesome this is, you know, and then go hit up Ripple, buy this album, and just be really happy with it. Um, I'm a little bummed it didn't come in number one. I really wanted the 2018, 2022, last two albums, number one thing. Um, but this is 1B. This is 1B. You, you know how hard I was struggling with, with one and two. Um, we, we talked about it at the end of the last episode for a while and I was, I was struggling. It got to the point where I was, I was contemplating just when we got to number two, flipping a coin, and just being like, okay, number two is this. Um, so good. So good. Little bummed for the band that, that this awesome list that I'm putting together doesn't have them at number one, but, um, freedom Hawk, take all you can. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Good, good guess. Good guess. Yes. But now you know how awesome my number one is, right? Like, yes. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My number two, um, I think it's going to shock some people. And um, for those that uh, were wondering, you know, what my first two picks are, are um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and get right into it. Mm -hmm. um, the album is good. It's great. It's Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of Misspent Youth. Um, so good. It's so good. It's a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot of honesty and, and rawness to it. Um, the lyrics do have meaning. And if you follow Tuck in his story, in his, his challenges with the industry, for him to persevere and completely just keep going 
after you know the shit that he had to go through um this is remarkable this is absolutely remarkable this is i don't know what he had on the album that ended up being shelved but this album this is the album that he was meant to make i firmly believe that yeah um just great um ain't for the faint um it's just a fantastic song it's probably my favorite on the album uh the, the title track ballad of the misspent youth is awesome um girls on the east side of town just a heavy heavy thin lizzy influence i can't i can't say enough about it man i mean everybody's like one of those shadow guys. on the street say goodbye just great stuff man he seems like one of those guys you would love to um, maybe not sit out and have a drink with because I just don't, obviously, we don't know him that well. He seems like one of those guys that you would love to be a fly on the wall when he's sitting around and talking music. Yeah. You know, like in the studio, you just want to be a fly on the wall and see how he approaches it and how he changes it and how he attacks this and pulls back. You know, like I, I think that would be a fascinating, fascinating, like peek inside. I would love for him to write a book on his journey in rock and roll because I would it would be so rich in just the experience. I really would think it would give an honest view of the industry because that dude has been through it all and if you look at another artist i mentioned and i'm going to go back to him if you look at the parallel of their careers <laughs> with the struggles with the record industry and you look at butch and you look at tuck and they're both from georgia man like those That's two pretty parallel yeah you're right have gone through a lot of stuff if you want to like Kind of just get a glimpse of Butch's life. Listen to the song on Sycamore Meadows, Going Back and Going Home, which kind of tells the story of his life and his journey in rock music. And then when you listen to Tuck Talk and the interviews and the interview I did with him and, you know, read stuff online that he's done, they're like two different generations of the same bullshit. And the moral of the story is, don't let it, don't let the record industry ever tell you they're not making any money. The record industry industry for the most part is evil. And for two guys to kind of battle through and you know, Tuck Smith really bears his soul on this album. Um, that's what makes it so great. And like I said, picture Cheap Trick meets T Rex meets Thin Lizzy, and you've got yeah. Tuck Smith and in the Restless Hearts, um Ballad of the Spent Youth. Number two. It's an awesome pick. So that's a really good pick. Really, really good pick. Yeah, you had it low. So, but I, I, I do. I do. Lack of taste. So, I do. <laughs> um, are we, are we, do you want to hit up some uh, honorable mentions before we go to number Yeah, one? let's just run through them real quick. Um, you got yours? Yeah. So, um, one album that I mentioned earlier, Gunshine, was, was an honorable mention for me. It was really, really close. Um, an album that Steve picked. It was my number three in the first quarter and somehow didn't make it on the list, but it's the self-titled album from Drab. Just a, everything that Steve said is, is, is head on. Um, can, that's on Candyman is so good. <laughs> um, and then honestly, the other three that 
were honorable mentions were that kind of like alphabetical poo-poo platter from the fourth quarter for me. Um, Alter Bridge, The Cult, and Massive Wagons. Those three albums, so good. Um, And if, if, this is so stupid to say this, but honestly, if those albums had come out earlier in the year and I had a little more time with them, I think they probably would have made a list, you know, they're in the same vein as like Scorpions and Slash for me that came out early and I could let them grow. But um, so for me, my honorable mentions, Gunshine, Drab, Alter Bridge, The Cult and Massive Wagons. Sorry, Terry. I know Terry just heard Alter Bridge as an honorable mention and probably shed a tear. I apologize. I do love the album. <laughs> what do you got in yours? Yeah. Um, a lot of these albums, you know, could have been there and, um, really loved Anthony Gomes, High Voltage Blues. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moon City Masters, which has been talked about a lot. Broken a lot. Love, uh, which I mentioned in the fourth quarter episode. Love that album, too. Chains Over Razors, the, the guys from Chicago. Um, I think really represents, it's a good representation of metal and what metal should sound like. Um, there's the growling in there, but um, there's also a lot of singing, too. And I, and I love the kind of the back and forth with it. Um, love that album. Chains of chains over razors. Check that out. Uh, Stone broken. Great album. Revival brat black. Great album. Mm-hmm. Ellis Bailey. The, Oh uh, yeah. The British singer the, from the UK blues based. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Really just dig what she does and, and um, love her music. Got to mention the cult like I did in the fourth quarter episode. Great album like you just mentioned. And the one that barely missed my top 20 was Freedom Hawk. That that was a a great album. But um, yeah, some good stuff. Good stuff definitely this year. Um, So before I'm going to call it audible real quick. Uh, Feel free to feel free to edit this, honestly. But I, I think you feel the same way um, about this in the last like two weeks or so. We not the greater. We, the public found out that a band that I adore, absolutely adore, I think has broken up. And in the offshoot that the members of this band hear this, I would like to plead with them to maybe give it one more shot. And that's the guys at Magnolia, Magnolia Bayou. If you guys are listening, please get your shit together and figure it out. You guys are too good to split up. Well, however it goes, we'll obviously follow you. But I, that makes me legitimately sad. As excited as I am to talk about my number one album, I'm equally as sad that Magnolia Bayou might not be anymore. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone. I, I, I don't know what's going on in Mississippi. Uh, because this year is Magnolia Bayou and last year was Bishop Gunn. Yeah. Um, I, I felt the water. <laughs> I felt the same way with Bishop Gunn when they broke up and hearing that masterpiece of an album, Gypsy Cadillac. Yeah. And hearing how incredible that album is and knowing that they're no longer around. We can't go see them live. And, and it's a shame that. Individuals that talented in both bands, Magnolia Bayou was another great band too, as well. Yeah. Had them on the show, had them on the new music spotlight. Yeah. Um, whatever outside forces or industry crap 
or management crap or whatever the rumors are out there about them. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see, you know, yeah. it's sad to see a band that, you know, was mm-hmm. grinding it. So good. Doing it so good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel your pain. I mean, I know you were more of a Magnolia Bayou fan than I was, where I'm more of a Bishop Gunn fan than right. you were. Um, but shit, if those guys could, I mean, if you're not going to stay together, if we're not going to get, if we're not going to get Magnolia Bayou, and we're not going to get Bishop Gunn, and yeah. maybe we can get like a Magnolia Gun, and uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey man, you know, I'd be all for it. Yeah, anything so. that that gets Travis McCree to put out some new music that we can listen to, I am all for it. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for placating me on that. That was sure. That was a good thing. So let's talk about this this rock and roll Red Bull because Crowbot, baby. <laughs> Crowbot. They are so awesome. This album is so awesome. I'm, I, you can see that I'm literally giddy talking about this album. I, I, would, I was subdued about, about Freedom Hawk um, in, in trying to keep my my enjoyment but i i'm just letting it flow with 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 crowbot um um i'm reminded i i have a little post-it note on the back of this um robin the hood said something months ago when this came out um and it's so awesome that i i wrote it down and it's still stuck on the back of this record so i might as well bring it up but um this band makes Oscar would make Oscar the Grouch climb out of his can and crowd surf. I mean, Robin the Hood, well done, sir. Well, well done. done, absolutely. That is, um, you know, Golden is 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 still my favorite. Electrified, Dizzy, Set You Free, and everything. But but of the last few months, you know, again, like like you talked about with the Dorothy album, like I was talking about with Freedom Hawk, with this album, there's w- one song that has kind of been like bubbling up and uh, it's Holy ghost. And again, it, when I heard it today and, and I heard that verse that we talked about earlier, <laughs> I was just, it was so perfect, but that, that song is, is so great, but honestly living on the streets, the energy of like the crowbot blues song, you know, you, you can't, well, maybe people can. I think you're crazy, but I can't listen to this album without like my body is moving. You know, my knees are are, are bouncing, my head's going. Into the, you know, if I was on a webcam like while listening to this, people would like commit me. It's it just look at me. I'm, this album gets me pumped up, and it's it's funny to hear how I was talking about Freedom Hawk, and now I'm talking about Crowbot, and I'm I'm very bombastic right now. But I do I do love them both. But man. Each time I put this on in the morning, I was this morning. I was just like, I can't, I can't not have this be number one. Whereas, as Freedom Hog was trying to tuck myself into it, but this one was, this has to be it. This can't not be it. That's how good this is. I'm sure I sound like a rambling idiot right now, but um, nothing that we feel this from back. Crowbot is sensational sensational i hope everyone loves it as much as i do i hope you guys get as much joy and energy out of this if you if you listen to salvin don't pull the it doesn't energize you you're dead you know <laughs> like it's gosh i love this album 
Awesome. I now cede my time to you and your awesomeness at number one. But go listen to Curlbot, everyone. Great album, great pick. Great picks for your list, all top 20 in the EPs. Um, I think for those that listen to the show, know what my number one pick is. I haven't been very good at hiding it because I absolutely love it. I love everything about it. Uh, This album came out in February, and it has stayed with me. And every time I listen to it, it feels like it just came out. Um, I had the fortunate experience of getting this album earlier than the public. So I sat with it for like three months prior. I know. To- I kept getting messages from you. You're going to fucking love this album. You're going to love this album. I know you're annoyed when I tell you this, but you're going to love this album. <laughs> I couldn't share. I couldn't talk about the songs. I couldn't. I was so frustrated because I couldn't talk about it with anybody. And I, and I love talking about good music. Um, Let me interrupt you real quick just to tell Tyler. Jay, Jay did you well. Because I pressured the hell out of him to talk about this album and then to send it to me months in advance of its release. And he didn't budge. So Jay's a good dude. He held firm on this one. Very difficult at times because I just, I'm like, I just want to talk about this album with somebody. So when it finally came out, I was in my glory because I was finally able to express what I felt about it and what I've been hearing for a few months. Um, their previous album, Community In, was great. Mm-hmm. But Sun is the one that turned me on to Goodbye June with that album. But I had no idea of the epic awesomeness See Where the Night Goes was going to be from the title track to songs like Stand and Deliver, um, just a great song. Baby, I'm back. Just, man, I can't tell you how much that song connects with me because living with a rock band in my early 20s was definitely a part of a lot of that song. So I kind of always get a little bit of a shit-eating grin. Uh, whenever I hear it, because I can tell you a lot of stories and someday I will. Um, step aside. It's just a great way to, to start the album and to hear Tyler's solo in that, which is just an explosion of yeah. emotion when he just plays that freaking lick and he just kills it. It's just awesome. Um, man. I, I can't say, I don't know what more I can say about it. I mean, what I need, beautiful song, epic song, um, breathe and attack. Great. Breathe and attack is the one that, yeah. that really grew on me throughout the year to that's the one that kind of sticks in my head now. Dude, that that one get That's on mental repeat. Yeah. That rip is just mm-hmm. glorious. And then in my opinion, the greatest rock anthem released in probably the last 20 years. Joe! Big. Three chords. Three chords is, man, when you hear the lyrics and the way that flows and you understand the history of the band and where they came from, that song is their defining song. That, the, that song defines Goodbye June. When you consider their 
the religious background that they had and uh, how they were introduced to music and how the band was put together and the influence their family had on them um, throughout their lives and, you know, breaking away from that and going to pursue music. That song, if you know the history, really is, really is them. Um, Step Aside. I remember this moment because I had the album in my car and I wouldn't stop listening to it. And it was like the week before Thanksgiving and I just dropped off my son and it's in a hilly area of Northwest Illinois, Northwest suburbs of Chicago. And I'm driving through these hills and the leaves are changing. And I go up this hill with my car and I come over it. And as I'm coming over it, you see the sunset and it's like purple and pink. It's a very fall sunset that the colors are just incredible. And I'm here listening to step aside and my whole body just connected with the song. It was just love it. I just love it. Um, man, I just, I, I, I freaking love this album and um, I'm going to go listen to it when we're done recording this because, um, the album never gets old and I can't wait to see what's next for the band because, uh, you know, it's a Paul Mulk production. He produced the album. I had the pleasure of going to Paul's studio when I was in Nashville a couple months ago and just seeing how awesome that studio, the smokestack is just fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, um, I just hope they come to Chicago soon. I have yet to see Goodbye June. And it's I really, haven't either. It's really I, I haven't thing. either. I would really, but, I'd really like to see them next year. I was supposed to see them at Firewater Festival, but I had the health issue, so I couldn't go. But I will go see them this year. I don't care if I got fly somewhere on a weekend to go see them, but at some point, I'm going to go check them out. But my number one pick, Goodbye June, see where the night goes. Um a, a new level of awesomeness that uh, you'll experience when listening to it. Yeah. I have a feeling um, we're going to do this dance again next year. You're, you're, you're going to get the winery dogs album. You're probably going to get it like tomorrow and you're going to listen to it and you're going to tease the shit out of me. And then you're going to, just fall in love with it. And then it's going to be, you know, January 4th, 2024. And then you're gonna be like, well, I guess everyone knows what my number one album is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because you've got, you know, winery dogs coming out. You've got rival sons coming out. You've got joyous wolf coming out. You got new Greta coming out. You're going to have new dirty honey coming out. You're going to have, you're going to have a lot of stuff. So I know, you know, I'm a Kotzen fan. Um, and I love Kotzen, but there's also a lot of other bands that I love. So I don't know if that's a guarantee. We will, we will see. We shall see. You may be right, but I don't know if that's a guarantee for next year. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to good heartedly put you on the spot. One, we get one album, one album that you were really looking forward to from 2023 that, that we know of. I mean, there's going to be 75 that we don't know of that are going to come out, but what's, what's one album, only one. And you can't pick joyous wolf. (laughs) No, you absolutely can pick joyous. It's, It's joyous wolf. And the reason why I say that is because 
They've released two songs in the last three years, two, three years. They released eight songs in the last, will be five years by the time the album comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, I can't wait to see what happens with a band that deserves all the greatness that should come after it. I am so psyched for this album. Um, so excited to finally hear a full length album from this band. And I know they're excited to put it out. The band really can't contain themselves with the excitement. They've been playing these songs live since I've been seeing them two years ago or almost a year and a half, a year and a half ago. They basically played eight, uh, probably six to eight songs when they opened up for Dorothy. Um, I saw the show at the Viper Room on the live stream. And they played some other songs too, as well. So I am really excited about that album. That's awesome. That's what awesome. You? We, we, I don't know. I asked you that question. I don't have an answer. No, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it, one band. I have three that I'm really looking forward to, but to pick one out of there. I, uh, Probably Black Smoke Trigger. That's another one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. I mean, that, that New like I, I'm super stoked for Lachinga, and I'm super stoked yeah. for Dead Blonde Stars. But I think, like the, in all honesty, I think that Black Smoke Trigger album that came out was super awesome. And if if I had known that, you know, like like we were talking about, if if I could go, I didn't hear that until I think the third week of December when we did our first set of rankings, and it didn't make a list. And I think if we went back in, it would be punching, it would be punching uh, with rival sons for yeah. sure for me. Yeah. So I I think my answer would be Black Smoke Trigger, but um, it's a lot coming out. It's a lot coming out next year, and a lot like you're saying, a lot of the bands from 2020 and 2021 that a lot of the bands from the UK, I'm hoping to get some stuff from the bands that, that we both really liked. Yeah. Those damn crows um, are going to be putting something new out. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff, man. It's going to be, I think we get, I haven't listened to your episode yet, uh, but I think we get a new Robert John and the wreck album, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Philip Sace. Bonamassa, Jared James Nichols, Gunshine. I mean, the list goes on. Doomsday Outlaw, we both love them. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brother Hawk, Black Star Riders. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, I like the single so far for Black Star Riders. So, a mm-hmm. lot to look forward to. Absolutely, man. So. Well, another year is in the books. Another album ranking, album of the year ranking is in the books. Hope you all enjoyed listening to us talk and rant and discuss and, me make fun of Chris's taste, um, <laughs> lack thereof, I should say. And uh, it's everyone had a good list in the Groove Council. Chris had a yep. phenomenal list too, as well. And um, 2022 is just a memory at this point. And enjoy the music that came out. Hopefully, what we talked about in both episodes and all the quarterly episodes we did will guide you to some new music. Who's ever listening? I uh, hope you enjoyed it. So thanks for tuning in. Chris, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, buddy. You can do me a favor by playing us out with some Crobot, though. Yeah, Crobot. Listen to Crobot, everyone. (laughs) Take care of each other. We'll talk soon. Thanks. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 